Welcome back to the Youth Bible in One Year, day 127. In a world that's always telling us to put ourselves first, it can be so easy to forget that our lives are not our own. We are not here to live for ourselves, but to live for God. And when we live for God, we find true fulfillment. So how can we live for God and how can we be useful to him? A water bearer in India had two large pots, both hung on the ends of a pole, which he carried across his neck. One of the pots had a crack in it, while the other pot was perfect and always delivered a full portion of water. At the end of the long walk from the stream to the house, the crack pot always arrived half full. The poor crack pot was ashamed of its own imperfection and miserable that it was able to accomplish only half of what it had been made to do. After two years of what it perceived to be a bitter failure, it spoke to the water bearer one day by the stream. I'm ashamed of myself and I want to apologise to you. I have been able to deliver only half of my load because of this crack in my side causes water to leak out all the way back to your house. Because of my flaws, you have to do all this work and you don't get full value from your efforts. The bearer said to the pot, Did you notice that there were flowers only on your side of the path, but not on the other pot's side? That's because I've always known about your flaw, and I planted flower seeds on your side of the path, and every day while we walk back, you've watered them. For two years, I've been able to pick these beautiful flowers to decorate the table. Without you being just the way you are, there would not be this beauty to grace the house. Thankfully, God uses crack pots. You do not need to be perfect for God to use you. We want our lives to count for something. If you want to be useful to God, here are 12 keys. From Psalm 57 My heart, O God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Awake, my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love, reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. First, know that you are loved. God uses you because he loves you. David says, for great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. This is where it all starts, knowing that you're loved by God. Second, worship the Lord whatever. God is looking for worshippers. David says, My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make music. I will praise you, O Lord. Respond to the experience of God's love by worshipping him with every gift that you have, not just privately, but also in public. Not just when you feel like it, but steadfastly in difficult times as well. Third, honour God in your life. God honours those who honour him. David writes, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. This is David's ultimate desire. It's the same desire that is expressed in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Hallowed be your name. Lord, thank you for your great love for me that reaches to the heavens and for your faithfulness that reaches to the skies. I pray today that your name will be honoured through everything I do and say.
New Testament from John 5. So, because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave him this answer. Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. Moreover, the father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the son, that all may honour the son just as they honour the father. Whoever does not honour the son does not honour the father who sent him. Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Fourth key to being useful to God. Do what the Father is doing. The Pharisees, who were deeply religious, had become corrupted, legalistic and rigid. They criticised Jesus because a man, paralysed for 38 years, had carried his bed on the Sabbath. Jesus is in communion with God and is the beloved Son of God who does everything the Father wants him to do. He cannot be separated from his Father. He's one with the Father. Jesus is God. He was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Yet Jesus is also the obedient son of his father. He said in response to those who want to kill him, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. Rather than initiating your own plans and asking God to bless them, try to see what God's plans are and join in. Fifth, listen to God. The people of God got themselves into trouble, as we see in today's Old Testament passage, because they did not listen to God. Jesus says the key to life is to listen to him and believe. I tell you the truth, those who hear my word and believe him who sent me have eternal life and will not be condemned. They've crossed over from death to life. Even Jesus says, I can't do a solitary thing on my own. I listen. Then I decide. Sixth, do all the good you can. You cannot earn your salvation by doing good. However, the evidence of a life of faith is a life of doing good. Jesus himself, we're told, went around doing good. Jesus says, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who've done good will rise to live and those who've done evil will rise to be condemned. As Barack Obama said, don't wait for good things to happen to you. If you go out and make some good things happen, you'll fill the world with hope. You will fill yourself with hope. Seventh, seek to please God. I find this one of the harder things even to begin to put into practice. It seems no natural to seek to please myself. Jesus said, I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. 
To live a life seeking to please God involves a complete U-turn. It's not only a one-off U-turn, but it's something you have to try to put into practice every day. It is not easy. Father, help me to listen to your voice, to discern what you're doing and join in, not seeking to please myself, but rather seeking to please you. Old Testament from Judges chapter 6 Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you. Eighth way to be useful to God. Cry out to the Lord for help. The people of God were in trouble once again. They'd done evil in the eyes of the Lord. As a result, they were oppressed and reduced to grinding poverty. The turning point came for them, as it so often does for us, when they cried out to the Lord for help. I am so thankful for the many times in my life when God has answered my cry for help. Whatever difficulties and challenges you are facing today, cry out to the Lord for help. Ninth, know that God is with you. God raised up Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Gideon said to God, But Lord, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you. Jesus has promised that he will be with you always, until the very end of the age. Tenth, know your weaknesses. Gideon is another example of God using cracked pots. Gideon said, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. I often feel that God cannot use me because of my weaknesses. Sometimes God works through our weaknesses better than through our strengths. Personally, I draw great comfort from the words of the Apostle Paul. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. 11. Obey God fearlessly. Gideon did as the Lord told him, even though he risked death. I find that I am often timid in the face of opposition. However, the opposition we face is nothing compared to what Gideon and certainly what Jesus faced. When fear knocks on the door of your life, let faith answer. Twelfth, be God-confident. The secret of Gideon's power was the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Don't be self-confident, be God-confident. God does not need large numbers. In fact, he said to Gideon, You have too many men. He doesn't want the people to think it was their own strength that saved them. He reduced the numbers from 32,000 to 300. We do not need large numbers to see a nation transformed, but we do need the power of the Holy Spirit. If you are confident in God, he can work through you as he did through Gideon. Lord, I need your Holy Spirit if I'm going to fulfill the calling you've given me. Please 
send your Holy Spirit upon me today. Come, Holy Spirit. Pippa adds, Judges 6. I can relate to Gideon. He was frightened, inadequate and uncertain. That makes him more of a hero to me. It shows how brave he was to go against everyone. He is also sensible to check that he's got it right. If you're going to do something radical, you need to know that you've heard God right. Once Gideon was sure it was God's will, then there was no stopping him. Let's pray. Lord, help me to be useful to you. Help me to put you first and help me to live my life for you. Fill me with your strength and wisdom to do this today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.